0: Well good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I'm from Colorado and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll go ahead and uh, take this moment to mute the lines real quick. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled The Doctor's Opinion. We're on page XXX. We're on that second paragraph, and it begins with, there are many, oh, sorry, the classifications of alcoholics. We're going to read through that one paragraph, and it ends with, but never a decision. Today's readers, we have Team Thursday. Uh, Lori E. is back to read the 12 steps, Barb W., the 12 traditions. We have our readers, Martha Z., Lisa B., and Christina L. Our newcomer greeter is Marge and our second hour moderator is Kathy C. The reference numbers for yesterday would be Wednesday, April 20th. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 18,861. And I'm just going to have whoever's unmuted press star 1. There we go. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book study recording is eighteen thousand eight hundred and sixty-two. So the Overeaters Anonymous preamble. Okay, thank you. Overeaters Anonymous. <laughs> Good morning. It's a busy morning today, isn't it? Um, whoever's on the dashboard this morning, can you mute the entire line, please? And thanks.
1: Um, how do you mute, mute that? By Star,
0: star one. You should be able to mute yourself by hitting star one, and then I'm going to see if somebody who's in charge of the entire mute mute button (laughs) will mute for us. All right. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, but we are self-supporting through our own contributions OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose. It's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm going to go ahead and ask... um, if you spoke this morning to press star one to mute your line or to uh, have the dashboard remute the line again, they're still typing in the background. Thanks so much. All right, I will now ask
2: Lori E. to
0: read the 12 steps.
2: Good morning, Jen. This is Lori E., um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater calling from Iowa um, with the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Perfect. Thanks so much,
0: Lori E., I will now ask Barb W. to read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning, Barb W. from Illinois, recovering gratefully. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for having me serve. Have a good day.
0: Thank you, Barb W. All right, well, this is how the meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive, overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. But there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on the topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter titled The Doctor's Opinion. We're in the big book on page XXX. We're on the second paragraph starting with the classification of alcoholics, reading through one paragraph, ending in but never a decision. I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading. Go ahead, Martha. Good morning, Jen.
4: Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. The classification of alcoholics seems most difficult and, in much detail, is outside the scope of this book. There are, of course, the psychopaths who are emotionally unstable. We're all familiar with this type. They're always going on the wagon for keeps. They're over-remorseful and make many resolutions, but never a decision. So good morning, my friends in recovery. I, At the beginning of the week, I was really hoping that I would get to read my favorite part, which is the only relief we have to suggest is entire absence, but I am called to talk about this classification. So here I go. Um, Let's see. Um, they start with a psychopath, and they say they're emotionally unstable and over-remorseful, make many resolutions but never a decision. And um, I very was certainly emotionally unstable, that's for sure. Um, and the only reason I'm not today is because I have a recovery program that helps me deal with that in a much more positive way. Um, and I... The part that talks about many resolutions but never a decision—that makes me the decision part makes me think of step three, you know. Like, and the decision really is to go on with the rest of the work, to you know, go on with steps four through ten. So, I'm just I'm I'm going to spoil alert a little bit because the classification that I absolutely thought I was was entirely normal in every respect. In except in the effect that alcohol has on them, um, able, intelligent, and friendly people. That was, that was me. Absolutely me. And I truly believe that I only had this food problem. Like I was really good, you know, I was smart and I was good in music and sports and I just had this food thing. So I started struggling when I was 15. So by the time I got to my senior year, um, I really felt like I needed help with this thing and I my grandfather was a doctor and he was so totally against psychologists psychiatrists all that stuff but anyway my mom worked for a psychiatrist so I went to this guy and he says to me uh, he asks me about my relationship with my dad and I'm, I'm 17 years old and I'm thinking to myself what does this have to do with anything I just like have this food thing like that's the thing You know, and and obviously, as the years went on, I I could see that it had a lot to do with everything. So um, anyway, I struggled for 12 years in in L.A., um, but I knew it was the right answer, so I just kept trying, and I just kept coming back. And so today, it's been over 33 years that I've been living in recovery, and I'm so grateful. And... So my classification today is as a recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater. And each day I just
0: pray that I remember who I am. So anyway, thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we do value everyone's experience on the line, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day. And um, that way uh, we can hear others share their experience as well. So, who would like to share on what was read today, please?
5: Barbara E.
0: Barbara Nancy
6: P.
7: Christina L.
0: Karen
6: Yang. Christina. Karen. One more? Anyone? Barb W.
0: And Barb W. All right. Let's get started with that awesome lineup. Let me tell you who I have. You all were very gracious to me this morning. Thank you. All right. I have Barbara E., Vanita L., Nancy P., Christina L., Karen K., and Barb W. Good morning to you, Barbara E. Go right ahead.
8: Good morning, Jen, and thank you for your service, and thank you to the 400 and some odd people who are participating in my recovery today. Am I a psychopath, I wondered, or was I just trying to be terminally unique? Rest assured, if you're just like me, I thought and stu- still do feel I fit all the descriptions of all the different types of overeaters we'll read about further down mostly this one or mostly that one on certain days but after i stopped thinking i knew anything i started to get better you don't know barbara when you want when you uh, don't have to you don't, you can stop thinking about it so much you are a compulsive overeater stop worrying about it Just let that step go, Barbara, and just do the deal. It's good that I felt a little scared. So my sponsor said, just go with it now. She said, you care, and that's a good thing. You don't know everything, and it's going to be okay if you just stay the course. Remember that most of the time we're wrong. Just keep that in mind with every little threat you have, Barbara. You can probably just put an... I'm probably wrong at the end of every sentence. Things should start looking up once you get the hang of that. Once you finally put the plug in the jug, that means gets gets abstinence from the food that was killing me. That's what's important. We don't like to put labels on kids at school because then they feel they've been labeled for life. And I don't like to put a label on anyone All I know is there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and it's only 12 steps away. Um, In the book, it says, Given the phenomenon of craving only occurs when we ingested food in any form at all, identify three examples of where you you experience the phenomenon of craving. That's what my sponsor asked me to do. Well, when I was isolated, feeling alone, feeling sad, mad, slightly pissed, lonely, feeling unlovable and unloved, and you didn't understand me, Um, or I just had a case of the buckets. My little three-year-old self came out and said, I want it. I want it. I didn't understand I had the key to unlock the door that could save me. And beyond the door were 12 steps, and I may not know where the 12 steps would leave me, but it had to be better than anything I had at the time, because I was dying. I was miserable, and I fit every single description at perfect timing. Thank you. I pass. I can't wait to hear everyone else.
0: Thanks, Barbara E. Up next, we have Vanita L. followed by Nancy P.
8: Hello, Vanita.
1: Good morning, Vanita L. Thanks for your joyous presence, Jen. It's really um, delightful. I'm a recovered, compulsive overeater who's super grateful, and knows she's not cured. And I also love the people who say recovered by God's grace and mercy. So, um, I actually studied recently the difference between psychopaths and sociopaths and stuff and this one just says they're emotionally unstable and um, I don't fit into psycho or sociopath but I definitely was incredibly emotionally unstable until I got one program and then I was shocked how much more emotionally stable I became when I got abstinence Um, with food there's another member who asked me to ask the group if there's anybody who has experience with having had a teenager who's suicided and if you do if you could call me I'm on the member list Vanita begins with a V L in Georgia yeah so um, yeah it's definitely extremely emotionally unstable a good part of my life, and I actually had a sponsor um, give me an assignment yesterday about reactivity, and I have thought of myself as incredibly reactive, I mean, as incredibly non-reactive compared to what I used to be, and then um, I did, I have seen myself, um, because I was dating someone for five months um, in that relationship, um, getting more emotionally reactive, than I have generally, so I'm super grateful to be abstinent regardless of what class of compulsive overeater I am.
9: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Benita L. Up next, we have Nancy P. followed by Christina L. Hello, Nancy.
10: Hey, Jen. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So never a decision. Um, You know, what I was always willing to do was eat and be thin. And I've been around these rooms for quite some time. And, you know, I live in the Boston area, and the people who had success, at least around me, seemed always to be chasing the food as a solution. They seemed to be able to solve their problem by weighing and measuring their way out of it. And I knew that that wasn't going to work for me even though I also tried to do that. I mean, I I knew it wouldn't work. I tried to do it, you know, um, and it was the exact same feeling I got when I would shove food in my mouth, crying real tears about it. I mean, sobbing and eating and sobbing and eating. Um, And I'd wake up every day thinking one of four things. I wonder if I'm going to eat today. I hope I don't eat today. I'm definitely not going to eat today. And it looks like I'm going to eat today. And no matter which of those things I thought, I always, always, always ate. I mean, always. And then I'd say, just like Bill, this has got to stop. I saw I could not take so much as one drink. I was through forever. And then shortly after, I'd come home drunk, metaphorically speaking, I'd, I'd pick up. And there was, you know, there had been no fight. Where had, gone my, where had been my high resolve. So m- me, Nancy P., I was really stuck. I sat in judgment of everyone around me. I held my peers in contempt in OA, and I, but I couldn't do it myself and and i'm not um wait a second let me just okay um you know and i'm not um, um you know i and i knew that i and i knew that i had to i you know i knew that i couldn't do it myself m- myself and i'm agnostic so i was really kind of between a rock and a hard place and um the whole thing unlocked for me like a magic key if anybody oh. knows me i want, don't want to you know surprise anybody, but, you know, the the solution was surrender. Once I surrendered, in the space between, um, you know, surrendering and actually stopping, there was a sort of a magical something happened, and my brain changed. And my surrender, just because I stopped, I stopped fighting, I stopped eating, I stopped thinking, I stopped arguing, I stopped crying. But my surrender hadn't yet had not yet become operational, but at least I stopped and From there, I was able to do other things um get a sponsor you know one who really worked who not who really worked, but one who took me through the steps in a in a succinct and very effective way and and I recovered, so it had nothing to do with the food for me, as it doesn't here it had to do with my my brain and You know, I was, I I didn't, you know, I didn't do any of the things. I didn't, I I was so outside the the circle of what the solution was in terms of finding a power greater than myself that could do this for me, that I didn't think, I didn't know that this was going to work, but I was exhausted, you know, face down in the mud with a horse standing on my back. Okay, tell me what to do. So surrender, surrender, surrender. As usual, the answer never changes, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you,
0: Nancy P. Up next, we have Christina L. followed by Karen Kay. Good morning to you, Christina. Good morning
7: again. Thanks so much for your service. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for everybody's shares. I'm really getting a lot out of them. This is Christina L. Um, from Florida. And uh, I, I love this paragraph. Um, I was not one who liked to be called a psychopath when I first read this this paragraph, I thought that that is not me. I am not emotionally unstable. But um you know, there's certain people in my life right now who are see, you know, I looked up what emotionally unstable even means. And um uh, what I saw was that uh, you know, their moods change, like on the flip of a dime, um and uh I can't remember everything else I, I read, but that was that was one of the the main things that I saw and stuff. And it reminded me of someone in my family and, uh, you know, looking at that person, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was me before I came in the program. And, um, you know, I see, you know, what I went through, not what I went through, but what I put people through, you know, when my moods were constantly changing and stuff, you know, was I getting the food that I needed or not? And, um, looking at the, the last sentence, you know, they made, they were over remorseful and made many resolutions, but never a decision. You know, that was me before I came into program, but it was also me even in program because I kept, you know, being remorseful and making um, decisions or not making decisions, but making resolutions that, you know, this time is going to be different. You know, this time I'm going to and for me, I did make it all about the food. I made it all about the food, and, um, you know, that didn't get me anywhere. And, you know, what really was always the trap that I always, always, always fell into was that pit of self-pity. And um, it it's like, you think it looks good, but then, you know, you step in and it feels fine, but then you wallow in it for a little bit, and then it, like, sucks you in, like, quicksand and stuff. And um, then I'd always feel like I had a um, reason to, you know, wallow in it and stuff. And that always, always, always led me back to the food. And, um, you know, this, this time, you know, that's something that I am so grateful that I saw um, you know, because I was always using food as an excuse to continue to go back. Well, I'll get absent again. You know, I'll just find another sponsor. I'll work the steps again. And, you know, all it did was hurt me. Um, it didn't get me anywhere. Um, you know, I was relying on my finite, yeah, finite, finite self, you know, to try and control, manage, and handle whatever was going on in my life that I didn't like and stuff and um you know thank God today you know I have a I have a have a solution I have a higher power that you know is doing more for me than I've ever imagined and I'm incredibly grateful for that and um looking forward to the rest of the shares with that I pass thanks so much have a great day
0: Perfect. Thanks so much, Christina L. Up next, we have Karen Kay, followed by Barb W. Karen, good morning.
6: Good morning, Jen. It's Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York, and my credit's stone transfer. You know, if I think I am a sociopath or whatever, uh, chances are I'm probably not because I'm too aware of what's going on around me. And... You know, I hear a lot of different things about this, um, about this paragraph and I've been purposely listening for the past few months and, and what I'm hearing is God is the source, only God can heal me, you are messengers from God and not to rely on one particular meeting for my recovery. I need everybody in OA's help. I just know for me in my heart that ever since I got married and going in for surgery next week, that God is the source. Um, I've had some difficult times. And I just, you know, it's all about, I don't, I surrender is beautiful. It's like holding my hands up on, on step three, made a decision. You know, of course I made a lot of promises. But when I came into OA, I said, my way doesn't work. Show me your way. Then I learned Diet Club groups Group Support. And May 20th, two years ago, I got out of this meeting, and then I understood the big book. And I am always will be a teacher of the big book. And I'm going through this test again with someone who I really respect and I'm learning from. And it's taken me a long time to find that person. Because God showed up, and God showed me who was going to be my teacher. With that, I'll pass. And thank you for your service.
0: Thank you, Karen Kay. All right. Up next, we have Barb W. Barb, before you get started, if you'd give me just a moment, um, if people have just joined us on the big book meeting this morning, we're in uh, the doctor's opinion at the beginning before the first chapter we're on page xxx and we're reading about the classification of alcoholics we're on that second paragraph that starts with the classification of alcoholics (laughs) and ends with but never a decision so barb w take it away
3: good morning barb w illinois um gratefully recovering thanks for your service jen What stuck out to me in the reading, and thank thank you, everyone. The shares have just been incredible this morning. They always are, but thank you, everyone, for sharing. The never a decision. I I just, indecisive, except it was like 10 years before coming into program, I decided that I just wouldn't care anymore, that that would be my solution. I wouldn't care how big I got, I didn't care how much I ate because obviously I couldn't fix it and it wasn't getting fixed, it was getting worse. And so I decided if I didn't care, it wouldn't matter and and death would be better. Anyway, it was such a bottom, but then it was 10 years later before becoming abstinent of the food, which brings me to the other portion of this paragraph, which just shouts at me is, it's almost good like there are of course of course psychopaths who are emotionally unstable of course and we're all familiar with this type all familiar i couldn't see myself as unstable i couldn't see myself as not making sense um certainly not while in the food and even when i was absent the first 10 months until i really started working the steps with a sponsor and um as the food fog clears, that's that was my first little stage where I could actually um, start to do things very, like clean the house, like take care of myself a little better, um, clearing things away out of my head so that I could work the steps. Um, and, and recovering, recovering. Um, I think that's all I have at the moment, but I just found it funny, like, oh, of course, psychopaths. And it, too, I couldn't see, you can't see what you can't see, and I couldn't see very much in the fog of food. Um, and it just, of course, the psychopaths and doing the inventory and realizing how off, how off I'm capable of being without, without my higher power, without pausing, without being quiet, without doing the steps and taking care. Um, so I think that's all I have, and thank you for thank you for the meeting, everyone. I pass.
0: Thanks so much, Barb W. All right, so we do value everyone's experience. Um, who's on the line this morning? We ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way, others can share their experience as well. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
11: Charles Barbara, Barbara, Jean B. B. Reva P. Charles Jessica
0: S. Jean B. I think I heard a Reva. So I think I heard Margaret Charles B. H, Reva P, Margaret D. Who else? Lisa B.T. Lisa B.T. Jessica <laughs> F. Jessica F. Sam F. And Sam S. All right. Well, I do apologize. Um, there were a lot of names in there, and if I didn't get you, please stick around to the second hour so that your voice can be heard also. All the excitement in the air. Charles H., take it away. Thanks.
12: Thanks, Mama Beer, for your service. Um, so, you know, I hear the word psychopath and everybody dancing around it. And, you know, I know you word nerds like the definition. So let me let me say the definition of what a psychopath is, a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. You know, if I look at the way um, as a compulsive overeater, untreated, I am a psychopath. I wanted to kill myself with food, and I wanted to kill others. You know, even today, character. I hate Boston. I hate the Boston Celtics, and I had to do a ten-step on that last night because they beat my Brooklyn Nets. You know, it, it, it's part of having a human condition, right? Like over remorseful. You know, making many resolutions, never a decision. You know, I, 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 you know, I wanted to bitch, moan, and complain. I wanted to go on the wagons for keeps. And I was always emotionally unstable. I, let me tell you, I'm emotionally unstable when I'm not doing, when I'm, <laughs> I just got a text from my homie in Boston. I love you. I just don't like them Celtics the way they beat up on my Brooklyn Nets, but it's good. <clears throat> I suffer from mental disorder. That's what a psychopath is. You know, and I was working with a sponsee, and I said, you know, and I think the person was a, a, a therapist and they got offended. I said, you know, you know, you you may need to hear another voice. I'm candid. That's why I don't speak a lot. A lot of people put a lot on what I say and, and don't. It's only three minutes, and it's not that serious. And you should forget after 10, 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, I'm a psychopath every single day. I'm emotionally unstable without working these steps every single day. And, and, and I, I'm just, I, I'm like Trump, but, see, my wall is transparent, and we could talk. I got a transparent wall. Um, I'm clear and I'm clear cut, and I know that I am a psychopath um, when it comes to this addiction. And and I just told you the definition of a psychopath. It's someone, it reminds me of page 18. We think we're not killing other people, but we are. And I do it every day character assassinate. If I don't like what you say, I hang the phone up. If I don't like how you're talking, I'll tell you. You'll know if I don't like you. And then, you know, but I have an opportunity to, to forgive you and myself. in in working these steps on a daily basis. So with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much, Charles H. Up next is Reva P. followed by Margaret D. Good morning, Reva. Good
11: morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. You know, as I reflect on this paragraph, I remember when I first read these couple of paragraphs with the five classifications, I don't think I thought I was any of them except that last one who was normal, like somebody else uh, shared. Um, now I know that I fit a little bit into all of them. But for me, I have to be careful when I get into this business of classification and make sure that I'm not going to identify myself out um, because I can get caught up in all the analysis. Oh, am I this type? Am I that type? Do I belong here? Do I really need this program? Um just setting my timer. Um, The main thing for me is page 44, you know, if when I honestly want to, I find I can't quit entirely, or if when overeating or drinking, I have little control over the amount I take, I'm probably an alcoholic, I'm probably a compulsive overeater with the ism. Um, And then resolutions and not a decision. Um, Yeah, the, the main decision that is important for me I mean even step three I can make a decision but not follow it with any action the main decision that makes the difference for me is to do whatever I need to do which is the steps an entire abstinence so I can access this higher power um, so that I can rely on a power greater than me because my problem is not making resolutions or having self-control or what does self-control self-will it's about not having power so when i decide to turn to this higher power to clear my channel to this higher power to constantly ask what do i need to do say go tell me that's the decision that makes the difference Um, so i have to know who i am not get caught up with classifying myself um, and then know what the solution is to that And uh, with that, I pass.
0: Thanks so much, Reva P. Up next is Margaret D. Margaret, go right ahead.
6: Good morning.
5: Um, First of all, I want to say welcome to all the uh, still-suffering, compulsive eaters on the line today. Um, You're so important. Um, As I was listening to the shares, it reminds me of a conversation that I had only, gosh, it was either the day before, it was either Monday or Tuesday, and I learned something about myself, and I was able to concede to my innermost self. With such conviction and clarity, I mean, it was the old, oh, my God, or that old commercial about I could have had a V8 and they slapped themselves in the forehead. But um, it's like everything rests on a fact that I played around with, ignored, sometimes listened to, sometimes um, skirted around, did all kinds of things, except on Monday or Tuesday, it was brought home to me that everything is because I'm a compulsive eater um, in this conversation that I was having with somebody, we were talking about you know being a compulsive eater, and I had an intuitive thought about. And I'm sorry this is kind of disjointed again, as most of my shares are, I guess, but um, when any of the when I want to follow out or act out on any of my mental states, whether it's number one, number two, or number three, you know whether I'm the psychopath or the sociopath or whatever it is, the normal person um I have all kinds of reasons for it. And what I realized the other day is none of those reasons are actually true. The only reason, the only thing that matters, as we just heard in the earlier share, is that I understand that I'm a compulsive eater. I can be all those different or in those different states of mind. And for me, do I go and get cocaine? No. You know, do I go gamble? No. Do I go and get a beer? No. I go right to food. And why is that? It's because I'm a compulsive eater. That's my ism. That's what I've got. That's the part of me that I'm completely powerless over. I can't change it. And I've heard people talk about, like, surrender, surrender, surrender. What I'm finally coming to understand is, surrender is important yes but now it's alignment 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 and i want to get in alignment with god's will how am i supposed to uh what do i do now that i know that i'm a compulsive eater and i really realized think- that and i'm going to wrap it up with that i've never had it brought home so clearly to me and i've never felt such a deep, deep, deep sense of peace and understanding as when I realized everything I do is for the main reason that I'm a compulsive eater. So simple and yet so hard to grasp. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks so much, Margaret D. and thanks for always welcoming those newcomers. You guys are vital to our recovery and we're glad you're here. Lisa BT, you're up next followed by Jessica F. Go ahead, Lisa.
13: Hi, uh this is Lisa BT in uh, Guelph near Toronto, Canada. Um again, as always, thank you so much for this meeting just being able to be here um every day. Um I am a recovered and very grateful compulsive overeater this morning. Um April 19th was 18 years to the day that I first went um, to an OA meeting, um, and every year April 19th comes around, and every year I'm sort of in a bit of a different place. Uh, sometimes um, I'm abstinent. I'm not necessarily recovered, but I'm abstinent. Um, other years I'm I'm not. Um, And it's been 18 years of to and froing. And I think for me, um, it was the words in our passage this morning about the difference between a resolution and a decision. And I think I, I truly have not really understood the difference. I think I've made many, many, many resolutions and truly believed in them um you know truly felt with all my heart, you know, this this is this, you know, this, this is a decision, this is what I want. Um but making a decision, what does that actually mean? And there's one phrase that people will often say, I often hear it in meetings on this line and elsewhere, um, through God's grace. And you know, I've never understood that. I've always thought it was me making a decision, and then God was going to kind of, you know, see that, and then I would be somehow receive all the the promises, etc. And I recognize in this passage this morning, that really, that was a real misunderstanding on, on my part, I feel. And something happened to me this April 19th, that was just different this year. And it was just a kind of, can only describe it as a oh um, God's asking me. Somebody earlier on the line used the word a- alignment. Um, it's it's not willpower and it's not resolution and determination and no, I'll keep going at all. And and that having those two words um, this morning and also listening to the special edition on Sunday, which was about honesty. It's just like a, I've received a gift. Of some clarity that I never had before, and I'm very grateful for that. When I think of the word psychopath or sociopath, um, I I just think sometimes I, I I I bristle a little bit at some of the labels. I mean, our society's been so horrible about mental health, um, but I don't think obviously that's not the point here. But what I do think is all, it, it it seems to speak to just a real lack of clarity, a, a real sort of some a fog um which is creating um beliefs and behaviors um kind and pass. thank you and that's kind of how it all came together for me this
0: morning thank you so much um and i pass. thanks lisa bt from toronto now up we have jessica f followed by sam
14: s good morning jessica hey. Yes, hi. This is Jessica from Ohio. Um, I'm not really big on labels, but what I do know is, I'm sorry, I'm Jessica, a compulsive overeater. I'm not big on labels, but what I do know is that I was not a productive member of society. I was not pulling my own weight. I actually discounted the fact that food is a substance until I realized that food is a substance just like drugs. Um, or other behaviors, like a gambling, sex, or whatever, you name it. All I know is that now when I see myself, you know, I'm pulling my way. I'm working. I'm being a mother instead of being a psycho mom, as my daughter likes to call me. You know, I was a – before program, I was a mom that would raise um, uh, raise her voice at her kid, and sometimes – forgive me, I would uh, hit her, you know, I would hit her because she stole my food. Now I actually am person. You know, I um yeah, I'm person today, I'm person in my family life, I'm person in my work life, I'm person in my social life, you know, I'm not thinking about how how I can burn my um house down. I'm not thinking about how I can um commit suicide. I'm not thinking about how I can commit homicide. So I guess that would be a psychopath because, you know what, now I don't think about that. I actually love, you know, I love my family. I love um, the human human race. You know, I don't, I don't look at people, at people. I don't look down at people, you know. I. So, I mean, that's been my experience. And I, and I guess, you know, I, I was in the whole entire time um, before the program, you know, people would say, oh, wow, you're crazy. You're insane. And you know what? I, I was like, you know what? F you. I, I am not crazy. I'm doing my thing. But you know what? I realized, and you know, sometimes it's hard to look at what, what you are when you're in that food fog. But when you're kind of like months and years after the transformation has happened, you realize, oh, my God, how, how did I do that? How did I get myself to do that? Why? Because I'm a compostable eater. I'm a, a food addict. You know, food is just much as 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 a disease and just as serious as mass drugs, cocaine, um, you name it. And you know what? For that, I'm uh, I can Time honestly say I will wrap up for uh with that. You know, I'm gonna just pass. Thank you, again.
0: Thanks so much, Jessica F. from Ohio. Good to hear your voice this morning. Uh, We now have Sam S. Good morning, Sam.
15: Hey, good morning. Jen, thank you for leading today. Morning, everybody, I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. You know, I have to call myself out because I, I mean, I've read the doctor's opinion before several times. And I'm a girl that loves distractions and I love diagnoses. And I forgot, I had to actually read down while we were on our meeting because I forgot what the point was because I thought that the point was diagnosing myself, you know, using words. When I was little, I loved being sick, not because, I loved being sick because I liked attention, um, I didn't dislike being sick because I wanted to be better. I wanted attention. And so with these paragraphs, they're really dangerous for me because there are spots where I can get stuck in the me, 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 I, I, I. And where am I different? Where am I the same? And where am I unique? And where am I blah, 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 blah. And I had to read down a couple of paragraphs where it talks about, like, there are so many different types, but we're distinct. We are a distinct entity. We have the phenomenon of craving. and And that's unlike other people. So I just have to remember for me, like I really have to call myself out because I got so distracted with how am I a psychopath? How am I not a psychopath? Selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of my <laughs> is the root of my trouble. That's where my mind starts going and tries to see where am I here? Where am I not? And I think for I have to say for me, like there's a really important part in this text for my self-identification, but I can't lose myself where I'm just trying to understand me. I need to figure out how to get better, how to get well. It can't just be Sam trying to be sick so that I get attention and validation. It has to be Sam you know, realizing that I'm sick so that way I can follow the instructions to get better. And there's only one way to get better. There's only one way to do it. And that is, uh, that is being bone-weary and tired and just asking for help and getting help through these steps because I can get the diagnosis but all it does is it helps wrap me in myself. And, and that's never worked and that's never helped. So I'm just really grateful that there are so many types. There are so many ways to identify in this. And there's also a lot of ways for me to say like, no, that's not me, but we all have a place here as long as we have the same um, the same problem, which isn't a food problem. So it's a, it's a mind problem. And then there's one solution and that's to find a power whatever that is for everybody, for me, it's different from everybody else, but I need to keep seeking that power and not keep seeking my uniqueness because it, that will, that will eat me alive. And uh, I'm just really grateful to be able to see that in myself this morning of getting stuck in the identification and and missing the point. So I'm grateful to be here, grateful for a a humbling experience from God. So (laughs) thanks, Jedi pass.
14: Thanks,
0: Sam. All right, we have a few minutes left on the clock. Would somebody else like to share?
6: Pete B.
0: Press Abby.
9: Abby. Oh,
0: Abby, go right ahead. Abby. Woohoo, everybody got on at once. I heard Pete B first. Pete, go ahead, <sighs> go right ahead.
9: Thanks, Jen. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive reader recovered today by God's grace and mercy. You know this is one of those paragraphs kind of got me scratching my head thinking, you're like what's it, what does what does the paragraph relate to the paragraph beforehand or the paragraph afterhand right, afterwards, right? but you know when when I looked up the word classification, it means the action or process of classifying something according to shared qualities or characteristics, right? So what it's saying is that that like, trying to classify somebody as an alcoholic as an outside person as a medical professional, something seems most difficult, difficult to do. May look like a duck, may act like a duck, may smell like a duck, but might not be a duck, right? There are, there, there, there are people that have you know, emotional issues. They also happen to eat or they also happen to drink. Is it the drink? Is it the emotions? Just, I don't know. Right. Um, what, what, what I'm coming to understand is right. It's just, They are are over-remorseful and make many resolutions but never a decision. And what is that, the decision? What decision are they referring to? To me, it doesn't read the decision to go along and take the rest of the steps. I don't think it refers to that. The decision of whether or not I have this condition and whether or not I'm going to go to any lengths to not ingest or engage in the ingest the substances or engage in the behaviors that cause this abnormal reaction, right? We're going to go on to read in this in this book, right? Where we're going to have to come to some kind of conclusion. We're going to have to concede to our innermost self that we have this condition, and then it asks us it says to us that the delusion that we are like other people needs to be smashed? The delusion that we are like other people or presently may needs to be smashed, right?" So while you could classify, I mean, we could put everybody into this particular category as compulsive overeater. The, 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 the degree to which somebody has it or the, or the, the impact to which compulsive really has on them, it varies from person to person, right? These character traits, these things we like to see, well, I'm like this because I'm an addict. I'm like that because I'm not. I'm, I'm the way I am because I'm a human being. I was given God-given instincts, just like everybody else is given instincts, and for me, those instincts have become out of proportion and caused me to act in ways that conflict or threaten other instincts I have, right? My job is, my friend always like to say, is just to surrender, align my will with God, have a spiritual experience as a result of working these steps, and try to carry this message to the next sick and suffering individual. I have a primary purpose today. My primary purpose is to be of maximum service to God and to my fellows. That's what my job is, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks so much, Pete B., for taking us out this morning. Sorry we didn't get to everybody today, but there is a second hour. It's unrecorded, and it's just as powerful. So stick around, share on that second hour, and listen to all the other shares as well. All right, well here we go. We're nearing the end. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Here's the share ID for today. Pen and paper. Thursday, April 21st, 7 AM Eastern Standard Time. The number is 18,864. That's 18864. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer will Lisa B please read a vision for you
16: good morning my name is Lisa B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater our book is meant to be suggestive only we realize we know only a little God will constantly disclose more to you and to us ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick